King of the Hill revival? Yeah, that's what I've heard. I've heard he's I, doing he's doing uh, Beavis and Butthead. I knew Beavis and Butthead first, was coming back. And then he's going to do King of the Hill. Oh, I also watched Silicon Valley. We watched through all of that. That was actually probably the best thing I watched on HBO. Uh, okay. Is HBO actually worth it? Like, in your opinion? I mean, we or? haven't watched anything on it before. Okay. See, I've heard Silicon Valley. So, like, it's, it's by the guy who did King of the Hill. Like, I literally set up. Amazon Prime or Amazon Video today just to watch a movie we're going to talk about. So I'm just like, do I get rid of that and get HBO instead, or do you think Amazon is better? Like from your guys' perspective, um, you need to watch The Boys on Amazon first okay. before you get rid of it. Because I, I, I think Amazon has better content to be. Because I have uh, Netflix and Hulu, has a better variety. But I um, would ditch Hulu. I'm I about would ditch Hulu for. HBO, that's what we did. And I have Disney Plus, and I'm Hulu about to ditch WWE Morty. Network entirely. So HBO will exclusively have it moving so, forward. What I'm thinking next is year. what next year. Well, as soon as whatever the streaming license in, it'll be theirs because it's uh, a Time Warner Warner show. Yeah. So it'll be. Ex- I feel already, like I feel like Friends is on HBO now, right? It is. It's exclusive to there yeah. as well. So I'll probably get that and get rid of WWE because I don't hardly use it at all. Oh. Are, they've only had a few matches this year, too, right? Uh, no, they still do yeah, weekly still stuff. Yeah. Like, they have an event every single week. And I just watched a pay-per-view, like, a few weeks ago. It was actually not bad. With no audience, right? Or they, um, they start a lot Okay, of so here's what, here's what they're doing, and other companies are doing it, too, and it's actually really smart. Wrestlers that aren't wrestling that night are in the crowd. And then, like, developmental wrestlers, like, that are learning and training and stuff. And their family members are allowed there, but, like, no one else. Huh. So it's, like, a crowd of, like, 100 people or so, give or take, which is not... Yeah, at a massive stadium, 60,000 <laughs> No, 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 no. They're, they're at the same place every week, their performance center in Florida, that seats, like, 1,000 people. So, actually, it looks like there's a lot of people there for And you could do camera shots exclusively in those areas. Right, and that's what they've been doing. They're hiding the negatives of there not being as many people. Now, what they should do is a TikTok went around of Glee uh, putting <laughs> dummies and mannequins in the audience to make it look like they had a full house. What what they do is they just like they just crop like the audience and they just rescale <laughs> them and then just invert the colors like in Photoshop. Well, I mean, it would something. not be that hard to get a bunch of dummies and mannequins, just put them all around the stadium, yeah. just dress them. Vince McMahon just has millions of just dummies just lying around. But yeah, I mean, HBO, If you, especially if you haven't watched any of this stuff on there, like we watched, oh, Chernobyl was another thing we Chernobyl watched. Chernobyl is good, I've watched that. Like Chernobyl and uh, Watchmen and Silicon Valley, The yeah. Lies. I think All what I'll do is it. just get rid of the WWE Network, because I watch that, but it's mostly just, I'll put something on and it helps me like kind of just mellow out in the evening, and I just watch older stuff, which you I can find on like mellow YouTube. Mellow out? Yeah. But... Yeah, bro. We've watched a lot of stuff on HBO, and I think that might be also because we haven't had it since Game of Thrones, and then we only used it for Game of Thrones. I think you were disappointed by and Game of after, Thrones. Yeah, after Game of Thrones ended, I was like, I'm done with this, and turned it off. And no HBO ever again. Oh, Amazon is going to do a Fallout series, right? Yeah. No. Yeah. It's their counter to HBO's The Last of Us. Which one of those is honestly going to be better? It depends. After the last one was part two, uh, it could be Fallout. That, that's what I was implying. I don't know. I think, like, I, think the, the, I think the first last one has a phenomenal story, and that, yeah, they, I think it'd be. I it still suits. think the story is good, but it's one of those things where people are like, "This is kind of like the last Jedi of gaming." Like, well, what? I feel like it suits. Yeah, it would suit a TV series more than it would a game. Yeah, I always felt that way about that. Like Uncharted was meant to be a game that you mm-hmm. played and experienced for The Last of Us. Is a story that while you're playing it, you're not really making any choices. I mean, you're not Uncharted either, but like, it just doesn't. It's there. You're, Uncharted's action, yeah, Last of Us is survival horror. Yeah, they're telling you a story, a specific. I just story. think Fallout's world is just so much bigger, and you can do a lot more with it. I think it'll just depend on what they do. Yeah, if they try to do the games, they will fail. I've said that since people have like it was rumored like years ago that Fallout was looking for a TV series and I was like eh. if they try to do the games they're going to mess this up so bad like just the world is big enough you have the entire world that you can tell stories on based off of historical places in the United States or even in like Europe or wherever so I'm like you can do so much with that Last of Us feels pretty grounded for what it is compared to Fallout cuz Fallout has 
so many different genres within itself. Like, some areas are, like, absolutely hilarious. Some are downright terrifying. Some are just depressing. Like, you can go in so many different directions with Fallout. Yeah, I hope they do a vault that has not been in a game. Or I do, too. a vault that we don't know about, basically, mm -hmm. so it can have free reign to be canon without messing with your canon. I would like it to just be, like... This is where, like, all the rich and powerful people went, and that's the formation of the Enclave. I think that would be really cool if vault was the Enclave, but we'll see. It'll have to be, like, an origin story of something, mm -hmm. but or something we don't know, really. That would be my... Yeah. So I think I'll just keep Amazon, because <laughs> Fallout. But that'll probably be Years. 2022. Don't care. But The Boys is on Amazon. It's definitely worth it. Yeah, Second you've mentioned that to me. September 4th. Ugh. Right, Ryan. I've just been recording. <laughs> yeah, we we haven't even officially started the episode. We just started talking. Well, this, this is the episode. Yeah, this, I know. This is us. It's been it's, it's, been, it's like, been no time. We recorded last week, but yeah, I know. We we've just we've just locked these episodes in the archive. They're never supposed to see the light of day. Uh, well, Ryan, we'll have a twenty-five year anniversary of uh, nothing coherent. Nothing coherent, and those episodes will be released. Full of disappointment as usual. Yeah, so uh, I saw Black Widow the other day. <laughs> in our alternate timeline. In, a, in our parallel movies. universe where, like, everything is fine. <laughs> Let's talk about the PlayStation 5 and Xbox release dates. And what's coming with them, the new games that are coming out, yeah. and how excited we are. For these games. I am zero for Xbox until well, after <laughs> next Monday. So, for me, I already know which one I want to get. I'm going to get the PlayStation 5 because I built a PC this year. And I'm like, I can just do Game Pass and worry about Xbox games in the future. Like, if there's one that's exclusively only on Xbox for whatever reason, which shouldn't be the case, I can just play it there. So, I'm like, PS5, that's the console I'm going to get. Um... We did see um, that Assassin's Creed Valhalla. So hold on, let's let's take this. Let's go this way. So Sony had their state of play mm -hmm. a couple weeks ago, and they showed off their a big lot. guns were Ratchet and Clank, Ratchet Clank, Spider Man, Miles Morales, mm -hmm. uh, Horizon, Forbidden West, uh, Sackboy's Big Adventure, Returnal, and Resident Evil. Resident Evil. I was trying to think of games that were exclusive to it. Yeah. Um, I heard. I don't think this is true for all of them, but most of them are timed exclusives, at least. I don't think Resident Evil 8 is. Yeah. Or some of the other, like, big third-party games. But mm -hmm. I know for sure that... We know for sure that, like, a bunch of the indie stuff... Like, the one that has captured the heart of the internet is Bug Snack. Yeah, I love the Because that art theme of that song or whatever. And all of those look interesting. Yep. I don't think... And I say this as a full fanboy of Sony. I don't think any of them are system sellers. Because Horizon maybe, but Spider-Man is market, not. Horizon will be. But Spider-Man is not a. It's not a full Spider-Man sequel, so it's in my opinion you're you're paying for an eight-hour adventure. Which don't get me wrong, I will be getting a PlayStation Five day one, specifically for Ratchet Clank, and Miles. Yeah. But both those are short, under probably fifteen-hour games. That yeah, I mean they're just not. Mm -hmm. They're not the heavy gun they needed to come out with. Now, granted, we've heard a lot of rumors that in August, Sony's going to have another event. Right. So. If that's true, there's rumors of Silent Hills, a bunch of their other big guns, because there's a bunch of studios that are working on stuff that right. we don't know about. And then on the other hand, you have Xbox, which is like, hey, Halo's going to be our launch. So it's like, what, what do you go with? Do you right, go it with depends Halo? on who wins Who mm -hmm. wins the launch games. Is Spider-Man enough to take down Halo Infinite? I don't think so, personally. Um, I feel like out of the gate, Xbox always performs really well, and then after like a year or so, PlayStation is kind of caught up with big party exclusives. No, I think maybe two years. I think this year will be interesting because mm -hmm. um, Xbox has gotten a lot of developers and publishers and things like that. So, well, finishing off the PlayStation stuff, we know what it looks like. We don't have a release date, but mm -hmm. today ubisoft did their e3 conference which they've started calling them ubisoft forwards yeah they're actually more like nintendo directs they're like 40 minutes to an hour long today they did watchdog legion mm -hmm. uh some other battle royale games assassin's creed valhalla and then they announced far cry 6 which unfortunately leaked out the other day yeah um 
And with Valhalla, they said it was coming out in, what, November 17th? We had for all consoles, including right. next gen. Which so, would mean that either one of two things. PlayStation 5 and Xbox will be out by then, or they will be out like a week later. Yeah, I they will either be out that Friday after it, because mm-hmm. the release date is on a Tuesday, and game consoles normally release on the weekend. I feel like... Or it comes out the weekend before. I feel like it has to be out before Thanksgiving for Black Friday sales. Which would be that, that 20th. Yeah. Or so, it could be out at the end of October because Watch, Watch Dogs Legion is also coming to next-gen console. That is on October 29th. So, I could see games, them going for November 1st, maybe. But Well, depending on what day that is. I think that's a Saturday. I doubt that, then. It'll probably, whatever day they're going for will be a Friday. So yeah, I imagine Thursday or Friday. Either both of them launch the first week of November, like each a week apart, mm-hmm. or one of them launches. I just can't imagine... I can't imagine them not both being out like the same week, but that's never been the case. So yeah. I guess we'll see what happens. The, the last one that happened was the PlayStation 3 launched the day before the Wii. Yeah. It launched on like a... Like a Thursday? No, I think or the Wednesday. Wii launched on a Saturday. Really? Or a Sunday. It launched, oh, that's right. Nintendo games used to come out on Sundays. I don't know if you yes. remember that. Okay. That was back in yeah. the dark days. Because we, we missed church and I missed school. Because <laughs> <laughs> I remember my teacher being like, why, why were you not at school Monday? And I just... I was playing Wii Sports, okay? She, well, she asked that. I didn't give an answer. And she's like, do you enjoy the Wii? I was like, I do. And she's like, huh? So that was pretty cool. She was really, she was really actually nice. I actually need to get a sensor bar for my Wii. So you just reminded me. You can buy my Wii. It's on Facebook Marketplace. No. <laughs> I, I, don't I, I don't need... I don't need this. <laughs> I'll buy the Wii. Okay. Ryan, you have to play all. You have to play uh, All Star by Smash Mouth on Donkey Konga. But I did uh, that like six times in a row at Brandon's house the day that we played it. That's fair. But uh, I just want to play Wii Sports again. That's like a three dollar game. I have it. All yours didn't work. No, it does. That's right. We have. Yeah, we have. A, I mean, I have a copy of Wii Sports as well. But Microsoft has their events on the twenty. 20- yeah, it's coming up. And Nintendo is rumored to have a direct either this coming Friday at the time of this recording or this Monday. Yeah. We've heard a lot of mummering about it, and everyone thinks it'll be come out before Origami King this weekend because yeah. they'll want to push that one more time and then uh, announce all the rumored stuff we've heard for like ever, basically mm-hmm. on Mario remakes. And, and this Tuesday, Halo 3 comes to PC, so I'm very excited. Oh, for it's that. already on there? I definitely thought the videos are already available. Um... No, it's it was in early access. Halo Two was just released a few months ago. Yeah, I knew early, that. Halo Three, I think, is the last one for the Master Chief Collection that needed to be done. I th- maybe oh, yeah. four. Well, they're releasing all the Halos, right? So yes, is it not they're all coming to PC. But four would have been part of the Master Chief because it wasn't available on Xbox One, so yeah. it's got to be part of that. Because Reach is already out, one and two were already out, and I think three and ODST are dropping at the same time. I believe so. I wouldn't. I wouldn't see them not doing that unless they needed to work a little bit more on Firefight for ODST. But Oh my gosh, I forgot about that mode. I'm very excited to play some Halo 3 on PC. So I, much so that I will probably just dedicate hours of Twitch time to <laughs> Halo. No longer Mario Party. It's nope, no Mario Party anymore. <laughs> Take that, Red Yoshi. <laughs> <laughs> we love you. I love you. I know. Zach lied to you though. I never told you. I never told okay. you. Here on here on Let's clear that up really quick. I never said that you should be a mod. I remember talking to you about it in <laughs> passing. And what I said was, hey, I think I'm gonna make Red Yoshi mod. And you're like, oh yeah, okay, that sounds cool. That's literally what it was, and I think I worded it so terribly. <laughs> like, yeah, he messaged me. Yeah, I know, he told I, me about that, and I was like, why? And I was like, okay, I was like, I don't remember. I mean <laughs> But yeah, no, we love him. I I don't know. <laughs> so Ryan's funny. just descending in the madness here of not For being those of you who don't know, I stream on Twitch on twitch.tv. Wow, every time I tried to him before, he just got mad at me. So. And one of my mods is named Red Yoshi, and I love him. He's great. So. He's definitely your best mod. Oh, yeah. He's, he's the only one that's there. He's time. the one that's always really? there. I now have another mod as well named Estra. So. Well, Red Yoshi's the bomb. Yeah, we love Red Yoshi. This is Red, Chicken Wing. Yes, yes, Red Yoshi, if you're listening to this. <laughs> it is I, Chicken Wing. It is I, the one that you message every once in a while. <laughs> yeah, I told him I was eventually going to set up a Discord for all the mods. I haven't done that. Well, 
Because <laughs> it would just basically be him in the chat, and I would be like, that's just sad. Because <laughs> we, no, to- we can't even get together to do anything, <laughs> let's be honest, let alone. Man, it took us two months to get together to do this stupid episode. Actually, three months. It's been long. It's been a while. Uh, two months. When did Tiger King episode 7 April come? 14th. Oh my gosh. <laughs> wow. <laughs> We're two days Now, to be fair, we I did try to record a Final Fantasy review, which is also my game of the year, by the way. I, For now. For, yeah, we're I, only midway through the year, we'll so you, see. We'll, it's a little bold of you to say Ghost that. of Tsushima could be really good. There's just not a lot else coming out. And then year. there's also Cyberpunk. That could be a sleeper hit for Let's you. Let's see if it comes out. <laughs> I, I think Cyberpunk looks really good. I can't wait to customize my uh, genital, genital area. I know. I mean, I, I think Cyberpunk could be a game of the year, but I think... I'm just still skeptical. I want to. I want to be an android John Wick, <laughs> just run around and murder people. Some people are like, I just want to deliver pizza. I just want to do this, and I'm like, no, nah, I want to be a criminal. <laughs> like, I want to be a cyber criminal, or I want to be a freaking battle angel. That's what I want. Oh, <laughs> so now that we got that all off our plates here, what have you guys been watching? Well, we have three months of coverage, but hardly anything's came out because everything's closed. I know. So now it's been catch up. I watched Scoob. It's not good. There, ten out of ten. Bad reviews. Ten out of ten. Bad, Brandon's bad review corner. Scoob, six out of ten. Wouldn't recommend it. Oh, it's on HBO Max. You know, it's free. Put you play for your kids. Six Euro- out of ten, and it's bad. Sorry, four out of ten. There, Eurovision, six out of ten. Some of the news <laughs> are kind of good, and there's two good jokes I really liked. Okay. Will Ferrell's funny. I'm not big on Scooby-Doo, so I'll probably just pass. But Eurovision, don't watch, has some good music. Actually, it's okay. There's some subplots I didn't understand, and it's too long. It needed to be like an hour and a half. You want me to be completely honest? I've just been watching a lot of the TV show Survivor and watching old seasons that I never watched. (laughs) Because I finally finally got Hulu. (laughs) So instead of watching new stuff... (laughs) <laughs> I've been That's watching... That's what you've been doing for the last three months, Zach? Yes, I've been watching Survivor. <laughs> there's like 30... Or no, there's 40 seasons. Oh, hold on. Mister, I won't watch One Piece because there's so much. But I'll watch Survivor. <laughs> I like Survivor, You're though. so good on the... You like One Piece, don't you? I like One Piece, but I'm not a fanboy like you. <laughs> I can do that well, noise again of Zach sucking on Survivor's dick. Okay. No, that's, that's okay. We'll, we'll go ahead and fast forward past all that. <laughs> oh, no, I want to hear more Survivor talk. No. There's nothing to talk You've about because it's the like, host. You love the host, right? Or Jeff Probst is awesome. Yeah, I know he's Jeff. I can't remember his name. Which is your favorite? Yeah, you season? just watch it. Just My favorite season it. was the first one I actually ever watched, which oh, was God. season twenty-eight, uh, Kage On. It's a good season. Is that that's that you think that'd be the best season? Um, I'd say it's one of the better ones for the modern era of Survivor and the older era of Survivor. It's a really good like place in the timeline of how the game has evolved over time. And it has one of the best winners ever, and he also won season forty, which was all winners. So, are they? Have they announced what they're going to do for a new season? Actually, they kill each other now. It's the Hunger Games. <laughs> no, they. Okay. As far as I know, they haven't even started production for forty one. Because I know Big Brothers talked about putting everyone in the quarantine for two weeks, and then yeah, they're talking about doing like a Love Island type house where they're on an mm-hmm. island instead of in the Big the Brother big house. house. Yeah, Survivor, they haven't really said a whole lot. And I'm starting to get, like, antsy about it. I'm like, y'all should at least say what your plan is because your production shooting time would have been... Like, they would have already completed season 41 by now. Yeah. Uh, under regular circumstances. So I'm like, figure something out. Well, I, both of them would have started airing around the same time because Big mm-hmm. Brother airs, it would have started... My wife yeah. would mention it would have started like I've been, a couple I've been ago. wanting to look more into that show. But I'm like, I don't know what season I should even start with. I guess really? just the first one. I mean, but, I would just jump in now whenever they start a new season. Yeah. The game has evolved a lot. I've watched. Yeah. I've unfortunately watched a lot of it. I do like it to an extent, but it's definitely not for everyone. I've watched episodes of it just at your house. And I'm like, this is interesting, but I have no idea what's going on because I'm jumping into like the middle of a season. Yeah, or... the better idea is because it's all 24-7 recorded. Mm-hmm. I mean, it is, it, I'll strip say it, it is a... It's trash, but it's like good trash. It's good reality TV. Yeah, it's it's not as good as South Beach Toe. By oh no god, South Beach Toe is like the greatest anime of all time. But like, I I need to know what happened at the end of that series. I like how it ended on a cliffhanger. We're never gonna know. I think that somebody should set up a GoFundMe for a final season of South Beach Toe and get all of them to come back. Um, I also have been watching. 
Uh, uh, we watched The Hate You Give and When You When They See Us and Watchmen. Uh, was Watchmen? I really like Watchmen. I uh, it's probably my. F- Second favorite thing we watched on HBO so far? The only thing Watchmen related that I've ever seen was the movie that I think it was Zack Snyder that did it. You can watch the movie and just learn the comic ending because it's different. Yeah. And, then, and I don't remember anything. Yeah, I had to do a crash course right before we started watching it. I probably will do something like that. I like watched a What Happened in the Comics video. Yeah. Um, overall, though, I did really like it. The acting's really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, the story kept me engaged throughout all of it. The first couple episodes are slow. The characters all look really good. Like, yeah. the costumes and, Setting like, the it set up, and everything. The setup, it does take a little while, because I was like, well, they're not going to be able to answer all the questions in the season. Mm-hmm. And they did, and I was like, oh, we need to do this in a way where you don't need to do any more. But if they do, I'll be like, I'll be excited, but they kind of did it in a way where I was like, well, we're done. It's just nice to have more superhero TV because Netflix is like, no. Well, because Marvel and all that stuff going back to... And like, we still don't really know when the Disney Plus stuff is coming. They're still very insistent on the end of the year. Yeah, I I just don't know if they're going to drop all of that at once. Well, I think Falcon and Winter Soldier is almost done filming, but they'll do what... James Cameron didn't just go into quarantine for two weeks. Yeah. And then finish filming it. Because they only have... They said they had 14 days left of shooting. Yeah. And it'd be done. And the rest of it's been in editing. So mm-hmm. whatever they need to reshoot and get done, I mean, that probably wouldn't take that long to add. Imagine just quarantining for two weeks and everything being okay. <laughs> Man, could have done that. Oh, well. Now here we are. Yep. When They See Us is really sad. If you didn't watch it last year, you should definitely watch it now. I don't want to. I don't want to be sad. Yeah. It'll get you fired up. <laughs> Make you mad. Like Last of Us Part 2. No, well, different kind. We'll be more mad at the world. Oh, okay. Not gaming. And also, I'm not sexist against The Last of Us Part 2. I like the story. I just, uh... I hate the, I hate the way the story is told. Yeah, it shouldn't be... It should not be, like, cut up in flashbacks. It should I, just be... I it should have been straight through. They tried to Pulp Fiction the story, and it throws me off so yeah, bad. Yeah, I don't spoil it, but I'm just like... The internet had no right to be mad. They were mad at the wrong thing. Yeah. Critical and uh, Cosmonaut did videos, and I agree with both of they them. They both did a really good analysis of what is good in the game and what doesn't. Yeah. And for me, yeah, I can understand you being disappointed with the story, but to outright say that it's trash is wrong. Yeah, it's a good story. It's just not told great. Right. But on to a different note, because Ryan doesn't want to spoil it. Uh, and I don't really want to spoil it either. For I people. don't either because there are people out there who still have not gotten a chance to really play. Yeah, it's only been shit. out for like what maybe a month. About a. Two, three weeks. Yeah. June 19th. June 19th. So almost, almost a month. month. Almost a yeah. month. So almost a month. Um, That's still not a lot of time. And it's, it's a long game. Uh, 13 Reasons Why Season 4 came out during the last <laughs> Did month. you watch it? No, I did not. But, <laughs> <laughs> but we're bringing it up! But we're bringing it up. Because I was trying to get caught up in Season 3 because after Season 2 I was like kind of done. But... Honestly, I started watching season three, and it, it wasn't that bad. So I'm I'm about to start season four, and I might finish I, it. I actually heard that season four is pretty good. Yeah, yeah it's, I, um, there's actually a quite a bit. I've read a few spoilers on accident, and there's actually quite a bit that goes on in season four to, and that's the end. That's the end of the yeah. series. So I might as well go and finish that. So hopefully by next week or in a couple weeks, I'll have that finished. Well, we never watched anything past two or past one, so I just decided at that point it wasn't worth it. Um, yeah, two kind of raises the stakes up a little bit more, and then three is, like, really just, like, putting everything together, and it's a really unique way, because they've taken in a, a whole other character that's a new student, and you see everything through her perspective, it's piecing things from the last season, but in her perspective, and then it's connecting dots that she right. didn't, so it's actually a really, in a directing perspective, and a writing perspective, it's a really unique way, and I think it's uh, collaborated really well within the storylines to match up really well. So I definitely think there's a uniqueness uh, to season three compared to the other two seasons. Because I think, personally, watching the first two seasons, it was just really draining almost. You're just, it's just this dark well, kind of, yeah. and, and that's the point of it, but you're just kind of like, okay. So putting a new character in, kind of refreshing some of it, you revisit some things, but mostly it's progressing the storyline. Um, they're getting older, there's different things going on, but there are a few, um, you're trying to solve a mystery death with one of the characters, so it, it's, I mean, almost the whole season is a mystery. 
like of what is going on exactly. So by the end of it, every episode gets starts building it. You really can't stop watching it towards the end of the season three. So um, honestly, I didn't realize that season four it came out so quickly. It was a very quiet release. So, but that was also in the midst of all this coronavirus crap. Also, Supernatural season fifteen which no one watches Supernatural in here, but I've been a Supernatural fan for a long time. I've always wanted to, but it's 15 seasons. <laughs> Honestly, you go through it pretty quick, but um, it, it does recycle on plot lines a little bit, especially for from like season 7 to season like 13, Yeah, I feel like. but Isn't Jeffrey Dean Morgan on that show? Yeah. Yeah, I've always been intrigued by that because I liked his portrayal of Negan, so I'm like, maybe I should see what else he's done. <laughs> like, yeah, there's a there's a lot of um, so. Anyways, I've been I'm done with season fourteen. Um, season fifteen is supposed to end in the fall, but it, with the whole COVID thing, it got delayed. Uh, like everything. Everything. So I don't know. If I was trying to find that. I was actually looking it up while they were talking, and I cannot find an actual end season date right now because it's supposed to be early fall and it's nothing's official so hopefully they come out with something very soon but who knows um let's see we uh brandon and i watched goonies two days yeah, ago goonies. we uh, drove to branson um <laughs> branson missouri it's a lovely place um all the hillbillies in town it's plus the, all the redneck las vegas it's yes. the las vegas for ned flanders yeah, oh, yeah, that's what yeah, people that's, say. Yep, that's exactly what it is. So, anyways, we went down there because that's one of the only movie theaters that's actually open. Yep. That doesn't require a mask. And um, it was us, um, his uh, wife and her sister, and then my, myself, and another family in there. And we watched The Goonies, uh, which was definitely worth the trip because I went about 110 miles an hour to get from work to get there on time because I got off at work at six. Listen, man, sometimes you just got to get to a movie. Yeah, you got to do what you got to do. So I got off at work at six. It's usually about an hour drive to get there. I got there in 36 minutes. That's so, pretty awesome. Um, yeah, and I was able to make it. Yeah, he made it when they were doing a special look at Ghostbusters Afterlife, which doesn't make sense why that was playing before it. But Wait. <laughs> we actually got trailers before our movie. Yeah, when we went and saw Batman Begins, they just started that. <laughs> they were like, ah, here's Batman. We they had like, play, they played Lord of the Rings music, music, and then it just started. It was yeah, like, they were uh, just playing Lord of the Rings soundtrack, and then it's like, oh, here's Batman. I'm but, like, yeah, we right. saw Goonies. I... Really appreciated it. Honestly, it was really refreshing to watch that. I haven't yeah. like seen it in a long time. It's actually really corny, but it's like super fun. Like, well, we talked a, about in the car back, me and, me and my wife did, of how Goonies could have been a perfect movie. How just a few tweaks here and there of like buffing up and or Andy's character, the girl. Yeah. Like if they had made her the only female, made her not. There's that stupid line where she's like, I should have just stayed in the car with him. He could have looked at my body all he wanted. I was like, get rid of that. Make it so that her whole story is her getting the confidence by the end. So the piano scene, yeah. she's just like, I can do this. Like, this is the thing that I can do. And, like, mm. there's a lot of things I would have changed, especially Chunk and Sloth's story. Because Chunk, that... I wish they I wish they had a little bit more clips of them on their little adventure yeah. to, get, to well, the end. And I think Chunk should have shown some more, like... I wish by the end of it, it was... Bravery kind well, of thing. Well, that yeah. and I wish by the end of it it was more like... Chunk, Chunk and Sloth having the conversation. Chunk being like, hey, I've been bullied my whole life for being fat. For people not liking yeah. how I look and all that. So that when he relates with Sloth, it could have been this <laughs> moment of that. Instead, it was just like, baby Ruth. Let me feed you, baby Ruth. And it's like, okay, all right, well. And he's like, you're going to live with us now. I'm like, where did any of this come from? <laughs> you, your parents, the product placement with Pepsi and Domino's. Oh, it was like, perfect placement. Um, people complain about Sonic and Man of Steel, but... Man, that in the final scene there are four or five different shots of the Domino's pizza box oh, being yeah, held up. Yeah, <laughs> Domino's had heavy pre pre uh, yeah. presence in the Goonies. Anyways, that was old Domino's though. Back when Domino's was not as good. So I, I'm gonna go ahead and give a rating for Goonies because you know what? <laughs> We've never given a rating for Goonies. So mine's an eight point four. I'd give it an eight. Yeah. An eight point four. Yes. All right, but I do I do stand by what I said though. Goonies was. Could have been a perfect movie that held up even now. I mean, you could get away with the humor being the same. Oh, yeah. There's really nothing that hasn't aged super poorly, I don't think. The women. How they handle the female characters. My wife was complaining about it the entire time. They are not like, handled well. Like in the... Uh, Their dialogue and... I'm scared. Hold my hand. Okay. 
yeah, when she I mean, makes out with a little boy. And no, there's there's no okay. Well, there's, in, the, he okay, mentions if you the second the Goonies, she doesn't know that she makes out with the, the second boy. the second female. female. What is her name? Um, oh, uh, uh, search for M, right? Um, what is it? I don't. I don't remember now. <laughs> she she was just there. Okay. Yeah, and that's the problem. And Andy doesn't really do anything until the end. And it's just she literally in the first couple minutes of meeting Brandon when they're in well, the house, okay. they make to, out. To, they hey, literally hey, make hey, out when they're being hey, chased by. Hey, yes, I, I get it. But to be fair, the <laughs> other kid that I can't remember his name either. Tony. Huh? When they make out the end. Oh. Uh, yeah, you don't remember his name. Hold on. There's he Mouth. There's. Yeah, uh, you're making a point that you can't remember Mikey. her name. It's Mikey. Yeah, okay, so Mikey barely has a part in the thing, too. And they both fall in love. The two nobodies in the movie. Brandon falls in love with Andy. Or, no, it's Mouth, no, it's no, mouth no, and the other Andy. girl that doesn't have a name. That's what yeah, I'm saying. well, neither of them. I'm telling you, there's yeah. a lot of pointlessness, but the women are not handled well. Well, I'm just saying, you're making a point that like no one remembers her, but no one remembers the other yeah. kid that like falls in love with her. Mouth. The, yeah, 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 yeah. Because he talks a lot. It's a dumb reason to give him that name. That's it. Well, because he's a loud mouth. So that's his this name. is like, just think of Stranger Things, just in a weird 60s version. No, I mean, Stranger Things is inspired by Goonies. But, I'm not yeah, saying yeah, that yeah. it's bad. I'm saying that if you seriously look back at it and watch how they handle the women, it's not very well. They don't get as much character development or any in the extent of the girl who I don't even remember her name. Yeah, I mean, yeah, mouth, and then, I mean... Mikey gets some development, obviously, just because he's the main character. But other than that, even Data is like, he just oh, has his little shining, shining... Yeah, he's just there for comic relief. Yeah, that's all he was there, and Chunk was. And Chunk had more development than I'd Chunk say should any... Have had, Chunk should have had the most. And that's he what probably, I'm I mean, honestly, he was close to having the most. Mikey literally just was doing it for one purpose, and it was kind of, he had weird corny lines, I think. Well, I think they all did. Well, no, when, when, when well, he. Well, it's an 80s movie, so. Yeah. Yeah, but, or, yeah, like, was it 80s or 70s? It's 85. 84. Oh. 84? Okay. I think, I thought I saw, saw 84 when I looked this mm. last night, or the other night. I mean, oh, don't get me wrong. Yeah. Well, I, was, I still liked it. Like, don't, don't take that away of that. I just think no, there are things no, that. No, I'm just saying, even Mikey's development was kind of. Man, and his brother, his older brother's development. I mean, they had their. Oh, they moments. have no, they have none. But I'm telling you that, even, even as far as that, the women. Okay, like, I think it was in not sixth grade when I watched the Goonies, and that's the only time I've ever seen it. Well, so you like, had, I don't remember any of what just you're talking a about. World that like, this isn't in like. I'm, okay, if this if this movie came out today, do you think it would be handled? Do you think people would have felt the same way? Do you think they'd be like, oh yeah, it was totally okay that she was this way? That she's the ditzy girl. The ditzy damsel in the stress, the stress that is just overly sexual, and then she turns back and she's like, "Man, I should have just let that guy sexually harass me instead of getting out of his car." I don't remember that one, to be honest. It, when she's walking in the cave, panicking, because that's when my wife turned to me and she goes, "That would not play today if that was said." Yeah, and she's like, she's like, it, "It was okay that he was looking down my skirt. It was okay that he was looking down my shirt. I should just stayed in the car with Tony and all this and going on and on about it." Okay, so if she's if that was the exact line, then yeah, that wouldn't have aged well. I mean, for the most part, though, there's always like a ditzy, ditzy character that's like in love with you know. It's just it's not handled great, and it did not. Yeah, and, and her making out with the the young kid on accident or whatever would be kind of weird. Now. Well, and her and Brandon just quickly making out was kind of weird, especially in the situation they were. In. They literally found a dead body in the next scene. Well, like, yeah, yeah, that's what. And I made a joke as I was talking to you or whatever. I'm like. They they're literally surrounded by dead oh, I know. bones or whatever. But that's that's the coin. No, oh, I know. I'm talking. I'm talking like the very beginning. Like There's when Chunk gets locked making in out the... with somebody. It doesn't matter <laughs> when Chunk gets locked in the freezer. Like right before that, they make out. It was just all weird and it's just not handled great. But like I, I said, I still I, like... I don't. I think it aged okay to be honest. It, there may be a couple weird lines, but. If you look at any movie from the 70s, 80s, whatever, oh, I'd say no, no, there's no, no, a lot. 90% of them right? don't age well. I mean, Back to the Future is really weird. Yeah, there's and a lot of various. There's a few lines, but it aged well. And so. Right, I'm not saying that all of it. I'm just saying that her character did not age well. I think the best yeah. 80s movies that I've watched recently that have aged the best is probably Terminator 1. <laughs> like, I'm serious. Like, Terminator 1 has held up really, really well. There's two in the so 90s. It, two is 91. Okay, I was going to say two, but Back to the Future is... Back to the Future is like 1985. Yeah, I'd say that's still 
Yeah. Anyway, so we, me and Zach also saw Batman again to the same theater. Yep. And it was fun. I have still yet to watch Dark Knight since and Rises just because, like, I'll get around to it. We. I was so tempted to stay because they were showing all three of them in a row. Oh, really? Yeah, but it, it, was, a night, it was a night where I had to do something, and I was like, uh. I could blow that off in exchange for staying here and watching all three of them, but... Because it was like 1 o'clock for one of them, 4, and then 7. It's still one of my favorite trilogies of all time. Yeah. I, I want to rewatch Rises because I, I have openly crapped a lot on it because it is not... See, it's not as grounded a, as a lot ones. of people crap on Dark Knight Rises, but I honestly don't have that many issues. There are issues with it, but I don't feel like it's just. And you're falling off with Dark Knight. I mean, and that's the hard yeah, thing. that's true. It, there's always a comparisons of villains or whatever. They're like Bane. I don't whatever, have a problem with Bane. I have more of a all problem I with Batman's, Talia. I have more of a problem with Batman's relationship with Talia, and also how Batman gets back to Gotham as quickly as he does. Yes, that's the only. That's probably if we had any plot issue is just him getting back mm-hmm. like but at the same time i did i didn't like when he's like what's your name what's your real name robin oh that oh, I, I yeah, got him. I, and you get excited and then we never <laughs> see what happens. but like for me i can even defend that scene of or the movie of how quickly batman gets back because it's when you see him, when you see him leaving the lazarus pit that he climbs out of you can see a small village in the distance, so there was some sort of civilization nearby, so he could have quickly gotten back to the United States. Also, as much of a cliche as it, it is... It doesn't is say that, how quick. It, yeah. It, it, well, they know that, we don't have they know that the bomb memory. will go off in, tw- like, 20... Days or something. No. Like, 23 days I can't remember. was the scene before. So Batman had a considerable amount of time to actually get back, but also... He was so beat up, and he just magically heals himself by getting punched in the back. That was my big thing, was the actual healing process well, my, didn't work for me. My and, full and, thing... And he throws his back out after having it broken. I'm like, eh. My <laughs> full thing is you can tell that Nolan had written, because we heard all the scripts that were written with Ledger and Joker and Tension. Mm-hmm. Like, they had already planned on that. But yeah. when before, film, before the movie even released for Dark Knight... He had died, so they had to scrap every future plan that they already had for. They should have just left Harvey alive and just had him locked away. And well, they already died. I know. Like, it, it it's really unfortunate how all of that went down because, yeah, Ledger Sorry, Ledger was clearly the plan for Dark Knight Rises, but they just couldn't do anything with that at that point. Just sad. But in my opinion, I actually like them in order. Like Batman gets is my favorite. Then I like Dark Knight. No, Dark Knight Rises. Really? Begins that's actually not a minority. That's not actually not a common opinion. Begins is very there. solid. Yeah. Especially after having just rewatched it. Like For hardcore Joker fans, that that interpretation of Joker is only below, or only above Leto's. Like, mm-hmm. most people don't like Ledger's Joker. Oh, yeah. yeah. But, I mean, I like Batman. It doesn't fit I like, the comic book version as well. Personal opinion, like I said, it'd be that order. But, like, critically, it'd be Dark Knight, Batman Begins. Dark Knight Rises. Like, mm-hmm. I totally understand, like, looking at it from, like, a critical standpoint. Best live-action Joker, probably, in my opinion, it would have to be a toss-up between Joaquin and Nicholson. But Joaquin's is so different because there is no Batman, so it's hard to really yeah, judge Yeah, Joker's it. supposed to play off of Batman, mm-hmm. so that's why it's hard for me to... I don't even know if I put him in the running just because of that, but... I mean, I like his interpretation of it, but... Yeah. But, that's... Anyway, sidebars are great. <laughs> so, another thing that came out during the COVID was Hamilton. Hamilton, you know what I don't want to touch We all three got to see Hamilton in Chicago. Yeah, like a few years ago. Three years. Yeah, two, two years, ago. years ago. Yeah, a little over two years ago. So, we've seen it live. Live, which. It was super awesome, and I didn't know that much about Hamilton before watching the live. So it was actually really cool to watch it. You know, almost yeah, not having any previous knowledge of it. So all I knew about Hamilton before listening to the play was that he was a founding father that got shot. That's all I knew. <laughs> like I knew that like he was involved with Washington and he was a part of his first cabinet, but I didn't know like his stance on anything or, like, his personal life. I just knew that he got killed in a duel. I was like, that's actually kind of hardcore. So the only thing I knew was the song You'll Be Back, and I thought, because I knew Hamilton, I thought Hamilton was a slave. 
Mm-hmm. And well, because he does, he knows the slave trade, and for some reason, I just heard that he was a slave, and I was like, okay. And so I thought the song "You'll Be Back" was their uh, master singing to the mom that <laughs> he was going to kill them for escaping. And I was like, oh my gosh! I was like, I've got to hear more of this. And I like looked into it. I was like, oh no! Was, that's okay, like, so before we just talk about the whole play, what is your favorite song from Hamilton? My shot. My shot. Yorktown. Those are two really Ooh. good ones. Actually, because I'm young and scrappy and hungry, and I'm throwing away my I don't know. Shot. I kind of like uh, the Keens. Uh, <laughs> That's my mother-in-law's favorite. All of his songs. You'll be back is really good. It, I think it's in my top five. Yeah. The, it, the first one is the best. Um, John Adams. It's a little guy in the smoke with me. What was it? Eighty-four. Eighty-five. Eighty-five. That poor man. They're gonna eat him alive. Oh shit! Okay. Anyway, mine is. Pr- I like Hurricane a lot, um, just because of how it sounds. I love the choreography behind it as well. In that moment, I'm it's big so on room where it happens. Room where it happens is good. I love Wait for It. Um, almost all of Burr's songs by himself to me are like really good. Um, what What is the actual title of Angelica's song where she? Satisfied or the one where she's like, I remember that night. It was just like satisfied. Yeah, that one. That's it. I love that song too. I think the song that stuck out the most to me watching watching it live though is One Last Time. Yeah, I didn't like our Washington that much though. In the one we saw. Yeah, in Chicago, he wasn't. He was probably the weakest. But I say that if I hadn't been associated with the album, the cast mm-hmm. recording, so much. Yeah. That I might have had a different opinion on it. Yeah. But, I, but having I listened to the cast recording hundreds of times. But um, yeah. anything with Jefferson, too. Anything with uh, David Diggs. David Diggs. Yep. Uh, I think his best song is What Did I Miss? Yeah. Like, especially watching it on Disney Plus. Like him just walking with the cane and well, doing that the backwards and, walk um, and just. The actual swagger that he the brings to Reynolds the character. The pamphlet and the one leading into that. Mm-hmm. Like, anything with him, he's just so, like... He owns the stage. Never gonna be president. Never gonna be president. He has so much more yeah. energy compared to everybody else. Like, and he he's just very... He's good. a charismatic, over-charismatic, charismatic yeah. villain, villain for us, because... Yeah, we're, we're looking at it from Hamilton's perspective. That's why Jefferson is the way that he is. Yep. But if you look, if you look at Jefferson's personal life, it's like, yeah, he's kind of a villain, I guess. Like, depends yeah, he, on he never, he never freed his uh, baby mama after she was a slave. Yeah, he freed some other slaves though. But depends on who you ask. But um, I, I think my, I'd say my favorite probably my shot as well. Like overall, but the one that stood out to me the most watching it live on Disney Plus was one last time, especially Washington. At the very end, like just how moved he looked, like he looked like he was actually starting to tear up and cry during his performance. So I was like, this one stood out the most to me. I really liked "It's Quiet Uptown" and um, the duel with Philip right before. I loved that they actually paused, like when they stopped counting in French. Like, I love, I love the actual version that they have on Disney Plus. There's a few songs that don't work for me as well as the actual recording version on like Spotify. And I think the fr- the one that stands out the most for me in that regard is probably You'll Be Back. Yeah. As much as I love Jonathan Groff, I love the actual recorded version more. Mm-hmm. And when he spat the water out, <laughs> it threw me off so much. Mm-hmm. And he sounds so much more intense in that version compared to the recording version. Like, it just sounds different. And yeah. I'm like, it's not bad. It's just... Maybe because it's live, it feels they, different. All the songs sound different live, and I yeah. felt that way too when we were there. Because you're, they're not having as much time to breathe. Mm-hmm. And they're not having, they're having to move quick. You got to right. you're moving at with live music versus yeah. a recording. And I think that was the song that stuck out the most to me was the first King George song. I was like, okay, it's still really good, and I love it. And his, he probably has the best on stage performance just because he stands out like a sore thumb compared to everybody yeah. else. But, like, I love, love, love his just mannerisms and the way he moves, the way he walks. I was like, the only one that comes close with that type of, like, I have the stage and you will pay attention to everything I do is Jefferson. 
Like, but he's great. Um, oh, I lost my train of thought. Ryan? Well, um, yeah, I like Hamilton. Yeah, so. it's a very solid show. I uh, I would definitely 10 out of 10 watch it again live um, if it wasn't, you know, ridiculously expensive. <laughs> but we'd probably end up watching it again even if it was ridiculously expensive. So I will only pay for it in one Hamilton. I will get the best seat in the house. Otherwise, I will not be in the room where it happens. I will pay if it comes through town, but I'll probably not pay for it somewhere else. Yeah, but yeah, I like... I was really worried about the recording going in. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I assume everyone was of that. The magic that was there when we were in Chicago, being in there yeah. and yeah. trying to capture that magic again. Mm-hmm. And that's something I think everyone's worried about with stage plays being recorded is that yeah. this certain level of magic. Because like news, I'll use Newsies as an example. Disney has put that thing in theater so many times and it doesn't mm-hmm. do well anytime. But Hamilton is a cultural phenomenon. The thing mm-hmm. that happened that people to this day still can't explain how how, like, Hamilton is as big as it is. I think it's because the genre is so different than most other musicals. I, I think, mean, there is... I think what's interesting, too, is with Hamilton, you know, there, tickets are always sold out for Hamilton. It's, um, so I'm interested to see how the market... Yeah, how the market's going to do for the Broadway show live. Like, because people have already seen it on Disney+. Plus. Like, does it make them want to see it more? They're like, oh, we have to see this live. Or is it like, eh... I already kind of know what happens. I already know. Is it, you know, I don't know. I, I could kind of see it both ways on that. Right. And that's Mom, why I wonder. Can we go see Hamilton? We have Hamilton at home. Hamilton <laughs> when, at home. When they announce. You, you're not going to pay $1,000 yeah. for a seat, you know, right. or 500 or whatever. So. Well, I imagine prices will probably go down now to like in the hundreds. Yeah, especially after a live recording of it. Like, But I, I, that's why I wondered because they only paid $100 million for the live recording. And I say only $100 million. <laughs> well, I mean, last year they made. Four point four billion. Right. I think is what the box like the Broadway show box office made, and like Hamilton was like over fifty percent of that. And so those numbers, I mean, just a hundred million is a pot, like a drop of water in a yeah. ocean. Now I'm wondering if they're going to do like an actual film with Disney. I think it'll depend they, on. I who, feel like on some level there has to be some sort of perk to not only just have it on Disney Plus, but also. With the original cast doing a film. Well, if they I, did a film, do you think it would ruin the live? I don't think so. N- no, I mean I would stand by the no. same thing of like Newsies or Wicked or yeah. Into the Woods or lots of lots of musicals get movies. I mean, Les Mis is a beloved film as well as a musical. So I mean, Phantom of the Opera. Yeah, uh, Fiddler on the Roof. I mean, it just like, depends on how it's handled. If you have the original cast, you have Lynn helping with the music. You have all of them. Well, I think they'll. Get I don't the think whole... they need to have all the original cast. I think as long as Lynn is overseeing it, mm-hmm. I don't think. I mean, would I love the original cast? Sure. Do I think they need to have them? Probably not. I mean, you're talking about a different setting. I guess talking about a film. You don't know how much is going to be dialogue. How much is going to be just. Music? Do they do all music like Les Mis? Mm-hmm. I think there's a lot of questions in the air on like yeah. what you do with a Hamilton. Do you cut movie. anything? Do yeah. you do two movies? Do Act One as a movie? Do Act mm-hmm. Two? I think there's a lot of just like I don't know. But because I mean, if you look at the whole play, it's what like two hours and fifty minutes. It's three hours with intermission. Yeah, it's two hours and forty minutes with. So it's like, do you just make two ninety-minute movies? Yeah, do you... uh, be longer than that, right? Be an hour and twenty minutes each. Well, Act 1 is longer than Act 2. Act 1 yeah. is an hour and 40. Act 2 is an hour, I think. Okay. So, but I don't know. I think, like I said, you're talking you about something that might not ever happen. Film. Yeah. Because, I mean, for all we know, Disney just bought the stage rights and nothing else because there's no way the Hamilton move film rights are that cheap, if yeah. we're being honest. If Lynn isn't, I mean, it could be less, I guess. I just think there's got to be, I don't know. We'll see. Well, I think the most likely is that Disney would get it. But mm-hmm. if Disney's going to be super restrictive on what can be in it, then I don't know if they'll release it. I guess I could release it under the Fox banner. I guess we'll yeah. see. Well, I think it, I think if In the Heights does really well, then I wouldn't be surprised if Warner gets like first crack at doing a Hamilton. Yeah, because that is also Lynn's. That was Lynn's play before. Yeah, Hamilton came out. I mean, because the only thing they really censored was the f bombs. The two, yeah. So, I mean, I don't think Disney would really have a problem with just making it and being like, hey, this is our thing. Well, they've been really against alcohol and references of sex, so it kind of just depends when you have a whole affair yeah. song. 
It depends, like, how graphic that is in a movie. Yeah, that's and, true. Like, so that's what I'm saying. Because it's just, going to have to go into more detail about what they're describing in song. Like, it, there's just a lot. You're, there's more imagination on the stage than there is when you're in film where you have to yeah. show. We need to do a lot of more showing. Instead of just yeah, like how, how how deep do we go into Mariah Reynolds and all of that or the actual drinking? Because Hamilton's a very sexual guy. Like, and yeah. how, how do you actually accurately... She named a feral tomcat after him. That's true. But I think there's a lot of questions I want you to do in the movie. I would say, though, the stage play is for sure. I mean, I, I, I'd give it a 10, but, I mean, that's ranking it in a vacuum of, yeah. like, this is a stage play that I just didn't think would ever work this way, and especially as you don't film. There are for sure problems, because, I mean, there's a lot going on in the background that you don't get to catch because you're so focused on one character without they film. You're not seeing everything. Yeah. So it doesn't change that I still think you should see the play. But oh yeah, if you get a chance, see it live. That's yeah. that's I mean, the best way to anything, That's yeah. the best way to experience any play, even if it's not the original cast. We didn't have the original. It's kind of like I guess an, like a a concert. Like mm -hmm. you would prefer to go to a concert. Even yeah, you have the recording at home. Okay, so we'll see what happens with Hamilton. And our big movie review is called The Vast of Darkness. Night. Not dark. <laughs> vast of darkness. Darkness of vast. The Vast of Night. Please watch it on Amazon. Please. <laughs> it was love, really good. For the love of God. It's not long. It's an hour and a half. I have a lot to say about it, so I'm going to let you two talk first before I talk. I've done a lot of research on this movie. You watched it before us, and you were like, you kept begging us for a while to watch it. And I was like, if it's on anything else, I will definitely watch it. I literally sat up, set up Amazon like video today to watch it. Because I was like, okay, you know what? I haven't watched a new film in a while. I'll do this. It's not a big deal. And then after, like, I think the 15 or 20 minute mark, I was so intrigued. Please uh, keep spoilers vague. Yeah. There, I mean, it's hard not to spoil it, but... Like, I, I was just so intrigued by the filmmaking aspect of it as much as I was the story. Like, you were telling me this was that guy's first movie. Yeah. And I was like, it does not feel that way with the way it's shot, with the way it's paced, with the way the characters talk to each other and interact. I'm like, it, it, it does not feel that way. This is a very unique story. Like, it's very... Small in terms of, like, how many characters are in the film. Like, there's, like, what? Like, five characters tops that you actually learn their names and interact with them. Pretty much. It, it's it's pretty small. Yeah, I mean, some of them you don't even learn their names. Right. But you have six big ones you interact with. There's the two our two leads. There's mm -hmm. the two different stories we do. And then there's the couple they meet at the end. Right. And I'll say in the most vague way, if you like Twilight Zone in any yes. way, that is exactly what the show is. That is, is exactly how I felt watching it. I was like, this is like an episode of the Twilight Zone, just like a 90-minute special. That yeah, is this, is, what this it was is. like a spiritual successor to that show, and that's why I loved it a lot. But. There's a, especially at the first half, there's a ton of dialogue like yeah. between two characters, or even just one kind of interacting with things. Mm -hmm. And the shots, which more cinematically, just the shots and the the uh, choreography kind mm -hmm. of within place in those shots is what grabbed my attention probably more than anything. Yeah, there's and, like a four-minute tracking shot. Yes, yeah. Like four and a half minutes, I think, yep. is what it is. Um, and I was actually kind of curious on how they did that. So, I, I read that it was like on a cart. Well, so they... <laughs> so they like have... Shopping every, cart. Every long shot is... So they've got four big long shots where it's mm -hmm. one continuous take. There is one where it cuts back between two people, but they said it's just two cameras. They did the La La Land thing where it's yeah. two cameras and it was one continuous shot, just two different point of views. Mm -hmm. um, they actually had a kid in a go-kart drive around <laughs> with a camera <laughs> yeah, attached. That's, that's not... <laughs> they gave him a thousand bucks to go around and film things and wow. follow along for some stuff. I don't know if he did all of them. But I know, do you know the shot where it's like zooming in and out of the time? Yeah. That's all those yeah. are in the go-kart. Yeah, the I, kid. that's what I was curious about. Is like that was the shot go. that I was like, okay, I gotta watch the rest of this movie, even just from a technical aspect. Yeah, he does a lot of interesting things. There's a lot of just single things where it's like, mm -hmm. just, the movie is just really, I think it's four or five big conversations. Yeah, pretty and much. And that's, it's really wild that a movie just like that, with just dialogue, is this good. Like, mm -hmm. 
for and I said I told I told everyone I've talked to about it is that if this wasn't his first film, I might have ranked it lower on like this is cool, it's unique. I don't know if I feel the same way of being like this is just somebody's passion project. Like the story was is that he took it to a film festival, a pretty small one. Yeah, Amazon yeah. saw it, offered him a lot of money right out of the gate. They're yeah. like, we need this, and I mean like. It's different than anything I've seen in a very long time. Yeah. It's just, it's unique. And it's not like some just great, grand thing, but it's just like a uh, more of a visual perspective kind of it's making almost, you think. It's it's a mystery, but... Um, it feels it, like a story that you would tell around a campfire to a group of people to suck them in and hear what somebody's saying. Yeah. Especially one of the conversations where there's not really anything going on it cuts the black a lot because you're yeah. supposed to imagine what you know being hey, the said, story's being told so which i think is there. a really creative idea i like when it when i when it happened at first i was like i don't know how i feel about that but as the story is progressing i'm like i can really picture this in my head better than what they could probably do on screen for the type of movie that it is because i'm just like okay like there's not a whole lot of detail but I can fill in the gaps. Right. And then as it progresses, you learn a little bit more detail about what's really going on in the story. And you're like, okay, now they're slowly showing me more about what's really going on, but I'm also picturing certain things. I think my favorite conversation is the one that happens about 15 minutes before the end. Like, Coming in the house? Yeah. Mine is the one, the big one before that. But also the one just on the radio is really good. Yeah, like, the phone call. The phone call one is really solid. Like, they're both solid. Like, I, it's hard to really say without going into detail which one I like more. But I, I like the way that the second big conversation resolves and the person has a clear motivation for yeah. why they're telling them the story. I'm like, this one I think just appealed to me a little bit more. But, like, it, it's a solid, like, film in every aspect. I think if you're interested in the way movies are made, if you're interested, like, in that regard, or even if you're just interested in mystery, watch this movie. Like, I think if you like The Twilight Zone, you mm -hmm. owe it to yourself. And I would strongly recommend not looking up anything about the movie. Because yeah, I, I, knew, I knew something, and I, I was like, well, that's really minor, but it ends up being pretty major. And so I was like, well, that sucks that... Even knowing a little detail kind of like yeah. gives you answers it's to things you don't yeah. want. It's a very simple movie. I didn't um, look up anything. I was just like, okay, I'll watch this. <laughs> like, I, I, I went out on a limb and be like, if I don't like this, I mean, I guess I'll stick it out just so that we could talk about it. But yeah, I mean, it's was, an hour and a half. Like, if you I don't like it, you surprised. committed to yeah, and you, I ended up like trying to look in the background at a lot of things, like just That's to a, see, yeah. just to see through something, like clues and stuff. I was just expecting things to pop out at me that would be important later, and that's not really the case. What's most important is you're, what the characters are saying. Yeah, it's just literally, like, it's focused. It almost what was, it was the, in a lot of ways almost like watching a small play. Yeah, in some aspect. It reminds me of The Hateful Eight in the sense of I felt like The Hateful Eight yeah. felt like it was a stage play. The entire time, yeah. characters would sit in a certain spot. They and would not move. not move until they were interacted with like in a stage play. Or they'd yeah. be doing little things well, to I make mean, the world yeah, feel alive. Because that, that's where the characters are pretty much. Yeah. For a large portion of the movie, they are stationary. Yeah, like honestly, if there like, was a stage play of that tonight, I'd watch it. And I'd be like, that was an amazing play. There's yeah. a scene early on in this. I feel like this is the like least spoiling game. She works for a circuit board. Yes. And so she's moving calls around. Mm -hmm. And just they taught her how to do it. She's doing it so seamlessly and quick. And it's so interesting to just... It's just Watch quite, it. yeah, it's, because it's very, that's just the way people well, did that back then. And, and what's interesting about that too is you you're so focused on it because there's nothing else to focus on. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So and I mean, you see a light you, pop yeah. up on the circuit board, yep. you're like, and oh, you well, hear she's the click of calls. the noise, and you just hear that, and you're thinking about it. Then you hear whatever the person's saying, and then she transfers whatever, and then she does mm -hmm. it a few more times, and it's just very simple. But I like those type of movies. Well, really. I mean, the camera like turns towards the end too, yep. and so it has like stuff happening, or there's nothing happening in the background. But it leaves it open to make you think something could be happening back there. Yeah. But it's not. That's not and where the focus is. And we're so is. used to yeah. the little details, the hidden jewels or whatever. Especially because it's, it's, it's a simple. It's a simple thing. There's not like a. There's just not like a whole bunch of background mm -hmm. noise. Especially because it's a mystery. You're like, okay, something's clearly going on, and I just haven't noticed it yet. But that's not really the case. Well, right. everything it, resolves at the end. Yep. Like very quickly, and you're just like, oh, 
and the, that's what it is. And, and the key like, and the key thing with it is is not to look up anything because if you do, then it'll ruin yeah, your anticipation of the whole movie. You feel like you feel like you've wasted the ninety minutes. I think if you look up what it is, yeah. right? And that was my problem trying to like tell anybody about it because I'm like, you need to just watch it and mm-hmm. trust me. It's yeah. a leap of faith you're taking on this. Yeah, but I I I was su- pleasantly surprised. You know, like based on how many movies I've seen this year it's going to be in the top 10 but that's not a bad thing because the movie is good i think in a year even in the year that we would have had with black widow and tenant and mulan i think it would have been really hard for me not to have this in my top 10 i i'd probably agree with that i don't know if i could agree with that at all but i will say it was a good movie i think this is a good coming out for the guy that made the movie um Props to the actors in the film for being able to keep my interest, and I have never seen them in anything before. Yeah, I think more of like the visual shots and then following around, even in the one of the first scenes when they're they kind of meet each other or whatever, and they're going and interviewing people and stuff. Yeah, yeah, I was intrigued by that. I was like, I think okay. it was just kind of interesting because you had a lot of moving, uh, you had like a lot of people with just their own interactions right. and stuff. But and that's all you had to focus on. You didn't have to focus on the background stuff. Well, they gave you their whole. They gave you their whole relationship in ten minutes. Yeah, they, you learn they've got this brother sister relationship. That she what she wants to do with her future, why mm-hmm. she's in this town, yeah. blah blah. Everything's taught in this ten minute clip of them just talking to strangers and talking together. And yeah. everything's so complicated in other movies now, where you're you have all these other plots. So, so this is just a really kind of a simple kind of thing, and you're, yeah. you can focus on it. And sometimes that's what you need to get back to on, on movies. I feel like because. We're just always trying to one-up each other in, right. in movie cinema when you just go back to this, and it's just more of a simple perspective of it. Well, it's, it's like any sequel. You have to and make it more personal. It, what I like about it, too, is it represents that small town where there's not that much going on anyways, you know? It's, it's like there's, yeah. they got the—this the, uh, isn't really much of a spoiler, but they're playing—they have a, a basketball game. It's, and everybody in the town is basically at the basketball game. Because there's nothing else to do. Because there's literally—and yeah. that reminds me of my small town where mm-hmm. if we had a football game— if you drove around town during the football game, no one's there. Right. There's a few people at gas stations that have to run the gas stations, and that's it. Everybody else closes shop and goes to the football game. Yep. And so that's it. It reminded me of my town a little bit. That town is a lot smaller than yeah. my town. Yeah, that town seemed like there was maybe don't, like a hundred people. You guys will be watching. You're like, where did Ryan come from? <laughs> nowhere, nowhere. 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 Yeah. Ryan nowhere. just spawned in. Yeah, it wasn't that bad, but um, it did kind of remind me of that because everybody knows everybody. Everybody, right. you know. Mm-hmm. And so it, it was. It was kind of nice, and that's also why I think it's so simple too, is because there's just not. I mean, there's not a lot, and then there's that one rumor that goes around town, and then everybody knows about it. Right. You know, because Small town, everyone knows yeah. everything. Yeah. yeah, but it's like this movie's not complicated at all. Like mm-hmm. it, you have your main plot, you have a few things that they talk about that kind of comes back around throughout the movie. But it, but it's something that you know very early on that's established. Right. It's not like you have your main plot, subplot one, subplot two, subplot three. It it is main plot, and that is it. Which I actually really like for a short ninety minute movie. Okay, so do you think they could come up with a sequel to this, or do you think it's better just to I would leave never, it alone? I would, never, I would leave it as it is. Yeah. I have to. I have to ask that question, but I would never. I would never want a sequel. I would want in universe stuff, but not something that ever acknowledges what happened in the movie. Okay. Yeah. Because I'd like it to just be what it is. Yeah, I mean this. I like like the Twilight Zone before it. Like stuff. I I don't think it's all interconnected. But if all that happens in like the same universe, I'd be okay so with. So, do you think this guy kind of coming out there, if there's any pressure, hey, expand this. What what's going on full, you know, on the backside kind of thing? Do you think that he would do something like that, or do you think he'd just leave it? I don't think you ever learn anything more about this specific story, but building the world. Yeah, I like I said, I think the whole building. I think you'd get that, but not no sequel with any of the characters. Maybe another town, something similar happens there. It would be more. It, I, I, you feel you get that territory of maybe rehashing things or re. You could potentially do a sequel, and it would be based on people that are from that town. But like that would be really tricky kind of to thing. do based on the ending of this movie. Yeah, yeah. Like, and how, how do you do that without 
messing with the original ending of well, this there's one a lot of unknowns in a still, way. So that's yeah, kind of which good. I I was fine with. The, I mean, there's some big you big questions that are left. I'm okay with them being yeah. left. It reminded me of a movie called Midnight Special I saw a couple years ago that ends and you're kind of like. You have a bunch of questions, but you don't really ever need them answered. Yeah. And I'm fine with that. I'd rather a movie end where I can have conversations about it, and you can mm-hmm. be like, this is what I took away, this is what you took away. A mo- I don't always need a movie to tell me everything, and yep. I don't need all my answers. And that's what made Twilight Zone so special when it was yeah. airing, is that it never gave you all the answers to certain you fill You filled the blanks in. Yeah. You never had to be like, well, why? It was always, mm-hmm. okay, well, let me try to figure out the why, not... Yeah. yeah. We live in a world of sequels, so... Yeah, I won't be surprised if they try to do something, but I yeah. think I think he's going to... I'm hoping he's... I'd rather it be like a spin-off I'm hoping sequel. he's too stubborn and doesn't ever do one, but, and just does... I would rather him be like Jordan Peele, who I don't ever want to get out sequel, I don't ever want a sequel. Those movies have questions of why or how, and we're never yeah. going to get them answered. I'm totally fine with that. Yeah, I'd be cool with that. That's what I would actually compare. I would compare this to also that. Of, I could see... Yeah, that's a fair assessment. It, it feels like that. Yeah. So, I'd probably give this a 9. I'd give it a 10. 10? Um, I've got an 8.2 on it. So, but. It's solid. Like, it's worth your time. Yeah. Oh, for sure. I mean, sure, it's on Amazon Prime. If you have Prime, which I'm like 90% oh, of the world yeah, has. Yeah, it's a very easy movie to watch. Like mm-hmm. like we said, it's it's not a super long movie. You just have the focus. Like, you can't yeah. you have you to listen distracted. to everything. Like, I mean, you don't have to, like, pay attention to everything on the screen, but you have to be, like, listening. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, um, I guess that'll wrap up our uh, episode, coming back episode here. Um, it's been a little bit. Um, and... Uh, We'll keep on, uh, we're going to try to produce some more content now that we're kind of back back in a groove here, um, and we'll just kind of go from there. So um, that's that's the end of our episode. I don't know what episode this is now, but it's, it's an episode. Goodbye, episode goodbye. 31.